In the midst of a pandemic, are some people going too far by reopening states, going on spring break, throwing away the face masks and gathering in large crowds? Have we as a society gone too far with the it's all about me and what I want attitude? We're going to talk about it next. Stay tuned. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Mind's Eye Podcast. I'm Paul James Caden, and today on the show, we're going to be talking about COVID crowds and no one matters but me. And I would like to start this show off by reading from the book of 2 Timothy in the Bible, Chapter 3, verses 1 through 5. And I find this interesting because as I read this, I want all of you listening to this show to think about the times we live in. Think about the things we've been seeing in the news, the behaviors of people, the way people act the way they act toward others. And just see how much of these particular verses describe many, many people today. And so I'll begin reading. Verse 1. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth-breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. From such, turn away. You know, Recently, as you watch the news, you read the headlines, you see what people are posting on social media, we're seeing a lot of people right in the midst of this pandemic, and we're almost to the end of this thing. But there are some new variants out there that health officials are worried about. But right as we're about to cross that finish line, we have all these college students going out on spring break, converging in on places like Florida where it's warm on the beaches and crowding in bars and clubs and having parties, gathering without wearing masks, 
and health officials are afraid that these could become super spreader events. But it doesn't matter because you hear some of these people being interviewed and they just say, well, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of wearing a mask. I'm tired of being at home. I'm tired of, you know, keeping my distance. I'm tired of being in quarantine. I'm, you know, tired of all of this. I just want to get back to normal. So here's what I'm going to do. And some of these people, young and old, have been chomping at the bit all through the pandemic because they've been saying wearing a mask to go to the supermarket for 20, 25 minutes and do your shopping, having something over your mouth and your nose. Well, somehow this is infringing upon their rights. That somehow the government's trying to control them and make us all look like fools wearing as, wearing these face diapers as some of them uh, affectionately call the face mask. So there have been people this whole time saying, it's not real, it's just a cold, it's the flu, it's a hoax, it's a plandemic. And oddly enough, these were the people who before COVID had all of these conspiracy theories and notions and survivalist videos and blogs and interested in, you know, survivalist techniques, always planning for something bad when it happens. The power is going to go out. There's going to be an epidemic, a pandemic, you know, the economy is going to crash. We have to be ready. But then strangely, when something does happen, they all turned around and said, well, it's not real. It's fake news. So let's just pull off the face diapers and go about business the way we want, send our kids to school, go to parties, go to bars, go to restaurants, go on vacation, and fight with other people if we get in close proximity with them that ask us politely to please put on a mask. So to me, when I see all of this, denying science, denying facts, people saying hospitals across the country have been empty, there's been no COVID patients. What do I see? I see people who are lovers of their own selves. They want what they want. And they don't really care about the health and well-being of their family members, their neighbors, people in society, young or old, that they may come in contact with. It doesn't matter. Their opinion reigns supreme. doesn't matter what anyone else says or believes or thinks or knows to be fact. Their personal opinion reigns supreme. They will do what they want to do. Lovers of their own selves. It's all about me. And what else? Well, if we look at 2 Timothy verse 3, 1 through 5, 
or 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 5, what else do we see? We see people that are false accusers. And we've seen a lot of people throughout this pandemic accusing everybody of being fake news, communists, you know, you name it. And also making false accusations that it's just a cold. I've done my research. There is no COVID-19. I've done my research. All of the people in the CDC in America, all of the people in the medical field, well, they've been lying to us. They've been deceiving us. And of course, people who are very gullible will believe these false accusations and some of them have contracted COVID and died. What else do we see in this verse? People being fierce, heady, high-minded, traitors. And you think about these people that are so angry, Their words are angry on the internet. They make videos, they make blogs, they make posts, they make comments on other people's material on the internet. And they're so angry and they act so fierce. And they're heady and high-minded. Because I'm right, you're stupid, you're a sheep, you're asleep. I know it all. And if I had you in front of me, I'd beat the crap out of you. Or kill you. We see a lot of people threatening violence. And we saw some of that fierce, violent uh, energy and attitude spill over into the recent um, the recent coup that Donald Trump and his followers tried to pull by storming the Capitol. And these people, I mean, you could say they're traitors. They're traitors to the Constitution. They're traitors to freedom. They're traitors to democracy. Because Donald Trump, there was no evidence. There have been so many investigations into this thing that have said there is no evidence of fraud or widespread fraud whatsoever these are false claims with the you know stop the steal and you know the election was rigged no evidence whatsoever but these people believed a lie they were traitors to their own country heady high-minded fierce despisers of those that are good Anybody that tried to reason with them, anybody that tried to bring truth to them, they attacked verbally and even physically. And I might add how fierce these people come across with their militias and their guns and their groups and what they're going to do and there's going to be a civil war. But they're also very cowardly. Because they had no problem storming the Capitol 
when nobody thought such a thing would ever happen and they weren't prepared. But on May 4th, when it was said, or not May 4th, March 4th, when QAnon reared uh, his very ugly head again and put out the notion that Donald Trump was going to be reinstated into power on March 4th, 2021. And all of these people, or, you know, some of these people believed it, uh, they were going to storm the Capitol once again. But this time, the uh, the police and the military said they were ready. They were more than ready. Did these people show up? They did not. Because they knew, despite how big their words are, how many tattoos they have down their arm covering it like a sleeve, how mean they want to look and how many guns they have slung over their shoulder. When they get in there with the big boys, it's not going to go down so easy. And they're probably going to lose because this isn't a game. Because the National Guard and the military are not there guarding the Capitol, playing soldier. But I diverse. When you think about all of these people that are so selfish and angry and just anything that anybody tells them, they're so obstinate. It's no, I'll do what I want. No, you're lying. No, this is fake. No, this is false information. You know, these people are boasters. They're proud. Because they believe they and they alone have it all figured out. And that their group, whoever that might be, has it all figured out. We're the chosen ones. We're the smart ones. We're the real patriots. We are the real Christians. We have all the answers. They're unthankful, unholy. Unthankful because no matter what blessings they have in their lives, they always look for something to complain about, a conspiracy to believe in, a problem that's coming, an apocalypse that's just over the horizon. And they're always looking for someone to blame for that. It's the blacks, it's the Mexicans, it's the Chinese, it's the Asians, it's the immigrants, it's the Democrats, it's the Republicans. Never thankful. Never thankful for what they have. They're always looking for someone to blame and someone to hate and someone to persecute and even kill if necessary because that will make their lives better. And what is that? That is unholy behavior. Because they don't 
hold life as being sacred. They don't embrace and love their fellow brothers and sisters just because they're a different color, just because they're from a different country. And so one thing leads to another. And we look at verse 5 that says, they have a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. And that's the really sad part that how many of these people claim to be religious, claim to be Christians. Yet they're storming the capital, people being killed, people being injured, saying they're doing this for Donald Trump, for God, for country. Just moments before, trampling someone or beating someone with a flagpole, for crying out loud, outside the Capitol, waving the Christian flag, praying in the name of Jesus, pleading the blood of Jesus over the Capitol building, and then they go and attack and hurt someone else. This is a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. These people that claim they're Christian, they're religious, and yet they want to go out in the middle of a pandemic and just, I'll do what I want to do. And they'll fight you tooth and nail. Some of these people, as I've mentioned in podcasts before, striking and knocking to the ground a 70-some-year-old lady in a Home Depot because this lady just had surgery and asked someone to please put on a mask because she didn't want to get sick just after having surgery. And she got beaten to the ground. We have so many of these people that are supposed to be religious and patriots attacking Asian Americans. How many of you have seen that on the news lately? These individuals just running up behind Asian Americans, pushing them to the ground, punching them, kicking them. One older gentleman had his face split open. He had to have stitches on both sides because they follow this idea, the China flu. China is bad. China is our enemy. So therefore, Chinese people, Asian people are bad. having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. And what is that power? It's the power of the Spirit to transform lives, to transform hearts and minds, and make us better people. No, these people invert that concept and go with the notion that the Spirit promotes their selfish and hateful motives. As I've talked about on this show many times, people creating God in their own image. He hates what they, he hates what they hate. He hates who they hate. He's for violence. He's for hurting others. He's for inequality. 
because their God is just a bigger image of themselves. So it's a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. And then there are those who are blasphemers. We have those who aren't religious at all, but they buy into this selfish way that society acts. They buy into the conspiracy theories. But if you bring up the notion that there is a God and we will have to answer for what we've done in this world one day, they scoff and they mock and they laugh and they blaspheme and they say all kinds of crazy, ridiculous, hateful things about religion, about God, about you, about Christ. So you tell me, ladies and gentlemen, does it look like we're living these particular verses from the Bible? And let's not forget lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. In this consumer society that we live in, everybody loves everything more than they would God. I mean, to me, as someone who, um, you know, is a mystic and has been for, you know, many years, even before I even knew what that was, uh, I've always concentrated uh, so much on the presence of God, you know, in my life and within me, you know, since I don't remember a time even going back as uh, a child that that wasn't first and foremost in my life, thinking about God, contemplating God, contemplating my relationship with God. You know, being pleasing to God because, you know, sometimes I wasn't. Or sometimes I thought I wasn't. But these days, I mean, how many people, there's, it seems like there's so very few you know, and far between that people feel that way or think that way. Everybody is lovers of pleasure. It's what I want. New house, new car, sex. And that kind of goes along with the... Uh, the verse uh, in uh, verse 3 that says, without natural affection and truce breakers. Because people swear their allegiance to one another. I love you. Will you marry me? Will you marry me? You're my husband. You're my wife. You're my best friend. But especially, you know, doing the kind of work that I do, you know, it's amazing how many people say they just wake up one morning and their husband or their wife says, well, I don't want this anymore. I don't love you. Goodbye. Disappears into the sunset, never hears from them again, and the only thing they ever hear is when they get the divorce papers in the mail. Friends doing the same thing. 
best friends for years, then all of a sudden, poof, ghosting one another or mad at one another. What did I do? I just don't want to be your friend anymore. I don't want to see you anymore. I don't want to be married to you anymore. It's without natural affection. Truce breakers. It's very hard for me to fathom that someone could tell another human being, I care about you, you're my friend, you're my wife, you're my husband, whatever the close relationship is with somebody, to just wake up one day out of the blue and say, don't care about you anymore, bye. And sometimes no more word of explanation than that. I've always been, uh, you know, just for me personally, I've always been a very loyal person. Um, I've never just one day changed my mind at the flip of a dime to say, well, hey, I just don't want to be around that person anymore. No rhyme, no reason. I just don't like them anymore. You know, I just, I just don't love them anymore. Just, you know, whatever. Bye. You know, I, I could never wrap my mind around that kind of behavior, but it's everywhere. People are disposable, expendable. You know, they're there when we need them and gone when we don't. They're there in our lives until we just decide for whatever whim or reason that We don't want them around anymore. And that's not natural affection. That's not natural love or godly love. People just turn it on, turn it off. You know, no tears shed, no second thought, no regret, no guilt, no explanation, just bam, like flipping a switch. And it's everywhere. It's it's actually mind-blowing, um, you know, doing the kind of work that I do to see how much. Dozens of people every day for years, years now, without natural affection. Truce breakers. I do, I will marry you, I will be your friend, I will be like a brother to you. Hey, change my mind, sorry. Something's wrong there. Something is definitely very wrong there. And that says to me, people are without natural affection. They're truce breakers. They really don't care about anyone accept themselves and what they want when they want it. But for those of us that try to stick to the light, you know, we have to uh, to steal a phrase from the uh, late, great uh, Robert Schuller. You know, it's definitely a time where we, uh, you know, tender-hearted people have to have tough-minded faith. You know, we have to know that these things are happening. You know, will we turn back? Will we fix this brokenness in ourselves, in our society, in our world, in our nation? Only time will tell, but 
it seems like we're awfully far away from making any repairs. When the entire globe can go through a pandemic and there's so many people that just say, I don't care. I want to do what I want to do. I don't care how many people are sick. I don't care how many people are dying. I'll actually deny how many people are dying and convince myself and live in my own reality that hospitals and ERs across the country, across the world are not full. There's no COVID patients in there at all. I'll go that far to believe a delusion, an illusion, and a lie that I tell myself or someone else told me just to do what I want to do. It's a far cry from when those planes flew into the World Trade Center in New York City on 9-11 when everybody came together. It doesn't seem like anybody's coming together anymore. Not as a country, not as a nation, not as a society, not as a family. Everybody is for what they are for. And it doesn't matter what happens to anybody else. Have we taken everything too far? Have we gone too far to turn back? Are too many people in the world right now despisers of those that are good? They don't want to hear the truth. They don't want to hear the facts. They don't even want to hear the truth, the spiritual truth that you would present from Scripture. Because they want to twist and warp even that to make it say what they want it to say in order to uphold their own bad behaviors. So yeah, maybe it's time that the tender-hearted good people need to have tough-minded faith, know that this is going to happen. There might not be any turning back this time. Humanity may take this thing, as I like to put it, over the falls in a barrel. And this whole thing is going to crash and come apart at the seams. And truly that will be the last days and the perilous times that are to come. We don't know when that's going to happen. It's going to happen eventually. This could be the beginning of it. We may surprise ourselves and turn back. We may do better. It's, it's happened before. Prophecy uh, in the, you know, the early Christians said prophecy was conditional based on what we did as a people to either hasten the end or put it further off from us. What will we do this time? I guess we have to wait and see, but we certainly have to be prepared and have faith that no, to know whatever happens in this world, God has our back. And no matter how it ends for us, 
it's all going to be okay. But we can't throw in the towel. We can't join the crowds who have, you know, these terrible attitudes and do, you know, these horrendous things. I would invite each and every one of you to read 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 5 every day. You watch the news. You, you see what's happening in society. You see what's happening in your neighborhood. You see what's happening in the headlines. You see what's happening on social media. And use this as a reminder. Hey, this is what's coming sooner or later. And it's not going to take me by surprise because I'm aware. I'm aware of what the prophecy says. And that's all we can really do. But what do all of you think? Do you think COVID crowds and it's all about me is a good thing? And if so, why? Or do you think... Some people are taking it way too far and things are getting really out of hand. I thank you for listening. As always, I hope you got something out of this show today. Until next time, stay safe, stay well, and I'll talk to you next time here on the Mind's Eye Podcast.